and welcome to our podcast, Critical Conversation. My name is Emily and I'm joined here with Fiona and we are going to be your host for today. And today's podcast is celebrating World Podcast Day and we're going to be joined by a group of nurses um, who are working in St. James's Hospital and we're going to be looking at and exploring their experience of working in one of the busiest hospitals in Ireland. Um, so I suppose we'll maybe just go around the room guys, just introduce ourselves. Um, and I suppose how long we've worked in ICU and um, where, where we're from. Hi guys, my name is Tenzin Yankee and I'm an ICU nurse working in St. James's Hospital, Dublin. Uh, I've been working for over an year and I'm from India. Hello everyone, my name is Suto Naik. I'm also from India and I've been working in St. James ICU for past two years now. Um, hello everyone, my name is Jessica Ignacio and I was recruited in Ireland 2017 and worked in the in the war, one of the wards and then transferred in the ICU uh, from January 2021, so more than a year now. And I'm from the Philippines. Well, hi, hi everyone. My name is Dennis. Um, I'm from the Philippines and I was, I was actually uh, working in Cork for nearly five years and I moved into St. James's ICU. Um, I started there um, in the 19th of April and I've worked there since. Anyway. Hi everyone, my name is Ricardo Schwarz. I'm from Austria and I've been working here now for nearly a year. Great. So we'll get started then. Um, so Jess, I suppose we'll start with yourself there. So before coming to Ireland, did you get any help to register as a nurse? Did you have any contacts? Um, what was that process like for you? Um, we're actually, I was, uh, I went to one of the recruitment agencies in the Philippines, which tied up with um, Kate Cowpig. So that was June 2016, and I applied, and the nurses from James is actually went to Philippines to recruit us. There's loads of nurses went went in there, and we're lucky we got the job. And um, they helped me throughout my NMBI. And initially, initially, I already got my English exam. They are requiring you to pass that first before you go for the interview. And then after that, um, after the interview, they'll um, help you with the with the NMBA processing and all of the papers also. But from my academic uh, part, I was the one who was doing them. Okay. And securing those things. Yes. And why Ireland as a country then? Um, so why did you not choose somewhere else in Europe? Or why, why did you decide to come here? Well, I'll be very honest. Uh, most would say for greener pasture, but it's actually true. Oh. Um, <laughs> I wanted a better life for myself and for my family. Yeah. And that means a comfortable life. That means I have money to save for our future. Yeah. And that's one thing um, comparing to the um, for the salary of the Filipino nurses mm -hmm. here. So it's, not, it's, it's, it's much nicer in terms of that compensation-wise. And secondly, um, I worked in a government hospital in the Philippines for nearly a decade. And I feel like I wanted to get more, explore more mm -hmm. from, a develop, from a developing country to a developed country. So I wanted to see myself um, how will I function in a different phase of nursing with a, with a different approach of it? So I choose Ireland um, because um, there's more, more like a lot of uh, a lot of similarities in our culture in Ireland culture. We're very sociable, same as Irish people. Yeah. Um, we're we're Catholic. We're bounded with this. We go to church every Sunday, and people are very nice. Even mm -hmm. in the street, you walk, people will be smiling at you, and that's mm -hmm. nice actually. Yeah. 
so it makes makes that process a bit easier yeah it, it makes adaptation and, and fitting in much yeah. better and much easier for me i would say okay yeah. does anyone else have any different experience then in terms of coming to ireland didn't anyone else go to? um yeah so i did have a different experience i planned everything myself i made the decision to come to ireland i think in 2019 and then started with an English course which took nearly a year doing the English exam and then um, getting all the paperwork done I had to do to get like my my certification translated and um, then the interview process so it nearly took me about two years but I was totally fine with that I wasn't in a rush to Mm. to move but yeah so I, I planned everything myself and it worked out great and did you find that then difficult in terms of knowing what um information you needed was it fairly accessible if you were looking at it online um no it was really it was everything was online yeah it just took me a bit to get everything done yeah um i guess it's more tied up if you have an agency because they already know exactly what steps you have to take Mm -hmm. and when you have to take them um so it just took me longer but it was really accessible on i think it was the nmbi website um they had everything listed there and then from the austrian government um they also um had a website where it said like what kind of documents i need in order to get the european certificate yeah. and then um transferred to the nmbi okay yeah okay and Sotopa then so why why St. James's ICU? <laughs> Why not any of the other major Dublin teaching hospitals? Well, <laughs> I'm going to be very honest with you guys. <laughs> I was actually looking for a job in Cork. Okay. <laughs> I was trying and trying, but uh, they were not recruiting for people coming straight from India. Like I gave my best shot, but they were like, no, it has to be through Saudi. Then I was like, okay, fine. Then I applied for a job and then uh, did the, I also came to the agency KCR. Then they gave us a list of hospitals and St. James was there in that. I was always like going to the websites of Cork and Cork and Cork. I never looked at St. James. Then I was like, okay, St. James looks nice. Then I went to the website and I was like, okay, this is the biggest hospital. Mm. I might get lucky. Then uh, these were the options and I appeared for interview and Mora was there in the interview. I remember. (laughs) Uh, I always wanted to work in ICU. I have been in ICU for like nine years now. So my passion was to work in an advanced ICU. Like in India, I was working in mission hospitals. Mm -hmm. They were like small and the ICUs were not so advanced. So I really was looking forward to uh, ICUs with good technology. And uh, when I looked in the website, and you have some videos as well there, Mm -hmm. then I was like very happy, like, okay, this is the kind of ICU I want to go to. And I was praying like, okay, I should get accepted. And then... Like when I got into St. James ICU, when I came here, I knew this is where I wanted to be. It all worked out. Yeah, it all worked out. I got lucky. (laughs) I think the video is nice online though, the the recruitment videos, because we have Lali, one of our A&Ps, who is given her kind of perspective of the the unit and her role. And then from and then you have I think Kate Quillen, one of our new graduate nurses, and um, you know, so you you get a real feel for the hospital and kind of where you're coming to work, which because it's a big decision to move country and then, you know, start yeah, a new job, yeah, you know, right, yeah. it's, not, it's not always straightforward. Yeah. And I suppose that moves on maybe to, to our next question in terms of 
what did you find challenging about the transition into Ireland? Um, Yankee, maybe you want to? Yeah. So, uh, so I think uh, there are a few challenges that I face coming to Ireland. I think first one I should say is weather, because in India, I live in south part of India and it's very warm. And so when I came here, it was summer in June, but still I was shivering and I was very cold. And my sister <laughs> was always making fun of me. And the second thing was food. So I love eating spicy food and warm food. But when I came here, I realized that people drink cold milk. And, uh, you know, I, I'm always used to eating um, warm food and everything. Uh, that was the issue. But um, now I'm happy. And, and the third thing is uh, communication, because um, Irish people speak very fast. And it was very difficult for me at first to understand what they're saying. And especially in the workplace, when when the doctors um, speak to each other, it was a bit difficult for me to understand, because um, they uh, speak very fast. But then um, and I suppose COVID probably yeah. did that as well because of the masks. You yeah. Know, you know, even trying yeah. to read, I suppose, that made it. And the slang. Yes, and the mask especially. It was very yeah. difficult. These are the few challenges that I faced. And it, was there anything that really helped you transition? Like when you moved over, how did oh, you? Yeah. So, so, yeah, um, I think uh, talking to your family and sharing your thoughts and keeping in touch with your family and friends. And I'm lucky that I have a sister who's in Ireland, but she lives in Cork. So I always go to her place. And then um, about the uh, food, like, you know, when you come here, you came with the purpose. So you, you kind of keep that in mind and try to resolve all the challenges and make friends and uh, learning new things yeah and I suppose did you find when you came over here that there were there were supports available to you maybe Stopa that helped you like when you came into the unit um, oh yeah like yeah. Uh, I would definitely say that the clinical support here is really good like I used to like even now I tell my friends like if they ask me like how is the work there like do you think you can come there I say definitely yeah. you should definitely come yeah. here because the one thing that I feel that keeps me rooted here is the support from everyone or yeah. like CNM staffs the CFs like my transition from adaptation to a staff it was very smooth because the clinical facilities were they were always there whenever I had a doubt. I could always approach them. I could always ask them like serious doubts. Yeah. I could ask them. You and felt even comfortable if, and yeah, able to ask yeah. these questions. Yeah. And even if I have like a very sick patient or a very agitated patient, I don't have to like worry like, oh my God, how am I going to handle yeah. this patient? Because I always know there's somebody to fall back. That's yeah. reassuring to hear. Yeah. And any social supports to, to people? I know like we obviously have the, the wellness group here. I think um, I've always seen that there are a lot of um, groups uh, like... Um, uh, if counselors, if you need hand and everything, and it's good to see in our ICU group that they always update about our health, and if they always make sure that we are in good hands um, and we are physically and mentally fit. So, you kind of remind us in the group that if you need hand, you can go to this that group and everything. So that itself makes us very um, kind of. Uh, comfortable and uh because it's knowing that where to access those yeah if that's you what happened to it i guess isn't it yeah. the eop is very useful um 
but I think the wellness group has it's done like fantastic work like Fiona yeah. herself has done two wellness days and I suppose particularly after COVID and what have you it's been it's been challenging but particularly when you're away from family and friends so it's um yeah that they're great resources for Hi Dennis I'm going to ask you are there any groups in the community or through the hospital that have helped you throughout your transition? So Satoper or anybody really here um, what supports then are available in the unit? Has anybody availed of um, the wellness group um, there's an ICU social group that does a lot of swimming and hiking and I think those kind of things are really important when we're working in this environment. Uh, yeah I, I remember there is one um, um, celebration in the unit where we it's in a uh, celebration of the international nurses where we get a chance to bring and show our national costumes yeah and that was actually nice we uh, we were able to bring food from our country yeah. from our country so from the philippines from india from south africa from austria so it's actually nice to, uh, to see in place and then people are very happy and 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 we cut a little bit of funding from there it's like the work itself we yeah. were here in well, that's actually one of the things that I enjoy. And it's really nice to learn about other people's cultures and where they're from and the foods. Yeah. And, yeah. The, you know. and I've taken part in the, what was it called? The Wellness Day, um, which was awesome. Um, yeah, we just uh, met up during the day and had talks and did yoga together and made music together. And I think a group did poems, which was really nice. Um, and I also just recently uh, joined on the ICU social group, someone put in that they're doing a rugby tag league and I decided to join that. Yeah, I think you just kind of have to be proactive as well a bit um, to decide to join stuff. But when you do it, it's like loads of fun and you get to know your um, colleagues better and on a personal note. I think that's really good here. The wellness group did the... Um... We had the night out, didn't we? A couple of was it in the summer, the summer night out, and that was great because it, you know, brought everybody together. It was the first night since COVID, like the first oh. night out since COVID, and I think people really enjoyed that. It just was kind of like testament to the group being able to organise it. But you know, there was a real nice buzz around the place afterwards. I think um, me and Fiona, we recently uh, uh, were in the wellness group where she organised uh, the day, and we also had yoga in the morning. And uh, also there were a lot of talks about nutrition, about mental health. And in the afternoon, they had a, a creativity about the, I think I wasn't there because um, I had to go for work that night. But I saw in the picture that uh, Irene, Irene has uh, done a lot of creativities uh, work with them so it was very good yeah 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 it was a great day really good fun so Dennis are there any groups in the community or through the hospital that might have helped you along the way um yeah so actually um so when it came to Ireland initially I don't know anyone I only know one friend who's living um who's working in the matter and coming into Cork I was there on my own I only met my friends that I know now there but coming to Cork and here in Ireland, generally, there's a big group of Filipino, actually, which is, I we couldn't thank them enough for guiding us, you know, for starting to, you know, finding a house and like getting us out into the culture, Irish culture. So I think um, mainly it's the Filipino community at the start. But then I started um, 
meeting more people. Like um, I started to integrate more into like different cultures, like all the people that um that I've met in the community or also in the hospital as well. Um, so and then coming to James's, I feel like there is a big the big um atmosphere of you know people are just being very friendly to everyone and then that helps that helps a lot actually and that kind of like when you ask especially the clinical facilitators when I went in there like they really guided me through all my um through my transition from Cork to like St. James's like whenever asking questions you guys were always very kind and like very um helpful to me anyways. I think that's that's the main thing. Do you find any cultural differences between Ireland and the Philippines? Yeah, so actually when I first came to Ireland, um, I noticed that um, we address here um, our coworkers uh, with their first name, which is actually really good because like in the Philippines, um, we address each other depending on our seniority, like we call them by ma'am and their last name, and also the doctors as well. Um, we call them like, say, if they're a professor, if they're a doctor, uh, we just call them doctor and their last name. But here we address each other with their first name. So actually, that's great. And did you find that hard then to adjust to? Well, at first it was very awkward because then you're very used to like calling them doctors and then they're... Uh, their first name but um actually in the long run it makes us more comfortable working with them you know and like it makes it really good um to also communications wise it's actually really good as well yeah so it made it easier to communicate with colleagues yes definitely as well. definitely okay and ricky i know you've done a course in icu um so you had no experience in ICU and you've done our course. So where do you feel you are now compared to where you started? I feel I gained loads of experience there. Actually, I did, back in Austria, I did work in ICU, but it was a different ICU. It was just the medical. Um, and here we have mixed one, <laughs> medical, surgical, neuro, we have everything here. And I didn't have any experience at all with surgical patients. Yeah, I decided, or I decided with, my colleagues and the CFs that I'm gonna do the foundation course which is a six month long course um, where we get all the foundation that we need for ICU and I think at the beginning of the course I didn't really know how to interpret an ABG because we never really did that in Austria and I yeah I didn't know really anything <laughs> I felt like even after working three years in Austria I felt like I don't know anything um, I need help um, but then after the course, I feel like right now I'm feeling really competent. And, you know, when you begin working somewhere, you kind of are a bit afraid before you go to work. And you might be not feeling very comfortable working on your own. But right now I'm at a, at a place where I don't mind going to work at all, really. Um, I'm even sometimes even looking forward to it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really good. I, I feel like I learned a lot. And Jess, is there any one piece of advice you would give to anyone starting in ICU? Um, I believe that ICU, starting in ICU, is, it's, it's really um, stressful, it's really overwhelming. One piece of advice would be, be kind to yourself. No one will just judge you like, you came in here, you know everything. No, that's why we have, we are, we have an education group here. Encourage us and improve what we know and our skills. And it's also nice that you, you ask if you don't know because that's what you can give a, a, a safe uh, patient care and a quality of care to patient. And also, um, it's it's quite different when you know things from the books to the actual ones. Mm. So it's really, you have to really be kind to yourself.
Yeah. And sometimes uh, we go out for a drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be great. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. And Sitopa, is there one tip that you would give to any nurse moving to Ireland? Yeah, regarding that, like, uh, it's something that I didn't have any problem with. But the new nurses that are coming here right now, they are having a lot of problem finding accommodation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the temporary one that they get initially, the one-month one is given by the agency. But what gets difficult is finding the one that they're going to be in afterwards. So what I would suggest to any nurse who's coming here, once they get the contract, you know, the via the mail, they should start looking for house and, you know, not just rely on the agency to find the temporary house because that's what I did. When I came here, I got a house and I didn't know how to commute. I didn't know about the lowest and when I checked in the Google, it was very far. So I was like, okay, how am I going to... Because I checked on the weather and all those stuff. I did I did a lot of research before coming here. So I was like, okay, if it's going to rain, how do I reach? Like, what happens if it snows? Then my friend, like, my best friend is in Cork. That's the main reason I'm actually here. So she said, like, she suggested, you better search for yourself. Don't depend on the agency. And I got very lucky and got a house just five minutes by walk from St. James. Great. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, accommodation is a must okay yeah so start early kind of yeah and asking for help maybe amongst exactly, your colleagues yeah. because when i came in the covid was at its peak and there were a lot of houses mm-hmm. but now everything has relaxed so it's it's really difficult to find a house yeah yeah i think that's kind of for everybody as well isn't it and in your opinion has anyone got an idea of what the best personality trait would be for somebody to work in icu i suppose uh to work in icu you should always have a positive mind because uh, when you work in ICU, you face challenge all the time and you don't know what kind of patient you get that day. So I think, uh, you know, if you be positive and, um, you know, have uh, like critical thinking all the time and also um, uh, having a teamwork, uh, uh, working together, uh, I suppose are the most important traits um, that you should have working in an ICU and being happy uh, where you're working. These are one of the most important traits. Right. And is there any main um, challenge that you face in your role at the moment? Currently, um, sometimes when you work uh, long hours uh, for continuously for two, three days, it's, it's very um, tiring. There are a lot of staff shortage at this time. So so I think these are the challenges that we are facing at work currently. And has anyone got one thing that you would bring back from Ireland to your own country? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else? Um, in terms of, I believe in terms of the work practice, um, yeah. Yeah, I just observed because I, I'm only working in the Philippines and here in Ireland. Um, I've observed in Ireland everything and everything that we do we have basis, we have research, we have um, policies that would be nice to bring back yeah. to standardize the care and of course to promote patient safety. That's what yeah. I would like to impart in my country. Yeah, that's yeah. really lovely. <laughs> that's great. Anyone else got anyone, anyone thing they want to bring back from Ireland to your own country? That's something I would say, like bring back the education that we have yeah. a really good standard of education here. Um, yeah back at home it is like the introduction into ICU is done but it's not standardized so everyone kind of starts from a different standard 
different point of view I don't know so that would be really good brilliant so thanks to all our speakers for today and if for anyone who wants to send us a like or an email just drop it to icu education team at stjames.ie and thank you very much for listening today (laughs) 